It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, good morning, Elevate. Great to see you this morning. Brand new series, as Louise said. I'm going to jump straight in, put on my Captain Obvious hat, and say something that you already know, that life can feel like a battle sometimes, right? Some days going to work can feel like a battle, and I don't just mean Monday mornings. I'm talking about, you know, you have to have that clarifying conversation with a colleague, or maybe you're going into a meeting that you feel underprepared for, and you're like, well, this is not going to be an easy ride for me. Sometimes navigating tension with family members can feel like a battle, and you live with them. So you're like, ah. Sometimes, you know, we're in the middle of uh, cost of living going up, and so some days or some months or some pay periods, uh, balancing our finances, making our finances work can feel like a battle. Maybe getting the disturbing test results from your health practitioner can feel like you've just been dropped into the midst of a new battle. And if Pat Benatar has taught us anything, it's that love is a battlefield. How many of you have no idea who Pat Benatar is? Come on, let me know. It's no shame. It probably means you're under 40. So, you know, raise your hands with joy. Okay, how many of you do know who Pat Benatar is? All right, fair enough. Okay, all right, good, good. That's fine. Me too. Got any rod? Appreciate the love there. All right, well, those of you that do, Let's throw in a quick bonus quiz. How many of you, and Love It as a Battlefield has already been taken. How many of you can name, just call it out, one other Pat Benatar banger? Anybody? We have ourselves a winner, everybody. Rod Newton in the back corner. We've got a Kenyan designated runner here. He's been handpicked, brought in from Kenya just for this moment right now. A wind cheater coming your way, and it has never been hand-delivered quicker than today in the history of Elevate Church. Thank you, Michael, from the Kip tribe of Kenya. Uh, yes, fire and ice. In fact, Rob, that wasn't even in my top five, so you really del- delved deep there. You could have said heartbreaker. You could have said, hit me with your best shot. Hello, come on. Some of you, I'm taking you right back to MTV world. Uh, we belong. And of course, who could forget all fired up? Yes. Well, it seems like most of you could forget that because you're like, well, yeah. never mind. That wasn't really the big idea of the, today's message. But here's the thing. If you ever find yourselves in a battle, it simply means you're human. Because battles are something we all face at some point in time. So this series is called How We Fight Our Battles. And for those of you that were here before 1010 this morning, you would have been privy to the fact that this series comes with its own theme song. So, you know, there's that. But like it or not, even Jesus' followers aren't immune from battles. Okay, if you got sold that brochure before you joined the Jesus cruise ship, you got sold a lie, okay? And in fact, let me add one thing to it, whether you might like it or not. God rarely takes His people out of the battle. So, oh, what's the point? <laughs> and maybe we pray, God, take me out of this. And God says, uh-uh, I'm not gonna take you out of it, but I am gonna lead you through it. And you will emerge from it victorious if 
you do what I say. If you take the tools and the weapons that I provided for you and actually put them into action, then the battle will look different. So I want to drop us right in today to the first of what's probably going to be six tools, six weapons that God's given us. And the first one I'm just teeing off with is God's Word, okay? Now, besides the Bible, the Bible wasn't written to be the Bible. The Bible is a collection of things that God inspired throughout history that eventually got brought together. But what we have to understand is that God was speaking, inspiring, instructing through thousands of years. Some of it's culturally not relevant. That's why sometimes you read the Bible and you're like, he had how many wives? They killed how many? It's like this just, some, like some of it's pretty gory. That's not the stuff that God wants us doing in 2022. But there's a lot of stuff that, that is very much still applicable today. And God's word is something that we have access to because he ensured it was collected. And the big idea today is that if, if and it's an if, we stand on God's word, we'll stay strong in the battle. Now, I've still got my Captain Obvious hat on. So here's the thing. The ability to use God's word in the battle will only happen if you first take it in. It's pretty good, hey, Matt? That was worth getting up early on a Sunday morning for. And it's more challenging than ever to carve out time and attention to take in God's word. Because there's more competition than ever before for our attention. Tuesday morning, Louis had the morning off uh, work. So we were in our house. We have sort of an open plan living area. And the benefit of an open, well, typically the benefit of an, one benefit of an open plan living area is if you're in one part of the thing. So I was in the kitchen and then someone else can be in the living area, but there's no walls separating. So you don't have to go, ah! You just, like, you can sort of talk in a reasonably normal decibel level. So I asked Louis a question, crickets. I'm like, all right. I mean, my ego is not that fragile. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go again. But I'm going to kind of like reframe the question. This one obviously didn't capture her imagination as much as I thought it would. So I asked a second question, crickets. Okay. So then I just dialed up the decibel meter. You understand? I'm talking to you, right? And Louis's like, huh, what? Now, just, just let me just pause on that story because there's something that I just think it's important that we recognize here. So I'm coming back to this story, but here's the thing. So this is Louis has, has just kind of made it clear that she was not listening to me. Now, all of you married men, you know something. If the gender roles are reversed and, and you find your wife screaming at you and wanting to get a response from you based on what she's just communicated to you, You've got two choices, and you have to make a split-second decision which one you're going to take. Now, you can fake it and say, uh, oh, I don't know, dear. What do you think? Which is actually pretty good, but it's pretty risky. So, well, if I knew that, I wouldn't have asked you in the first place, so give me an answer. And then you're like, okay, then you're just going to have to own up. So probably just own up in the first place. I wasn't listening. Can you please repeat every single thing you just said? Also, problematic. But Louis just says, sorry, didn't hear you. No invitation to repeat what I just said. It was assumed that it was obviously unimportant. Um, thing is though, to Louis's defense, she was watching the NFL on TV 
And I got to tell you that if I'm watching the NFL on TV, you can drop a nuclear bomb in my living room and I probably wouldn't even notice. So off the hook there. But really, it's a metaphor for life. It's a metaphor that we have got so much competition for our attention, more than ever in the history of civilization. And I don't need to tell you what the things are. You already know. And so reading God's Word is now, percentage-wise, a lower percentage in terms of our options. And because of that, we have to be more focused and more intentional than ever before. It's no longer one in 10 options. It's now one in seemingly nearly infinite number of options. And if we don't, then it just lays there useless like your grandma's china locked up that no one ever gets to use. So I'm intentionally teeing off this series by focusing God's, on God's word with recognition brace yourselves, that before God sent people into battle, He would almost always instruct them as part of their preparation to focus first on His Word. That He was going to give them some specific instructions. And the, and the connection was that if you listen to these instructions and then you apply them just as I've instructed you, you'll be more likely to experience a victory. Or if you don't think what I have to say is important, or you don't think what I have to say is as good as what you can come up with, then sure, have it your way. But the results are not going to be as effective. So we're teeing off this, how we fight our battles, saying God's Word is literally the starting point. Instructions, specific. Some things that are universal, which we call God's general will. Some things that are specific, which we call God's specific will. In any case, it's this. So I wanna show you one example. Now, throw this up. Uh, if you've got the Bible app installed on your phone, you can scan this flow code and it'll take you to Joshua chapter one. If you wanna just go to Joshua chapter one, you can do that. If you've got a paper Bible, you can do that. And if you've got none of the above, we're gonna put them up on the screen anyway. I'm gonna drop us in from the message version. But before I do, let me give you the backstory. Okay, so we're about to drop in a slice of history that was preceded by Moses being appointed when the Israelites were still slaves in Egypt. God appointed Moses to lead them out of Egypt and into a, a new land, a better land, a, a land that God promised them, which we therefore called the promised land. 40 years after leaving Egypt, they had arrived on the doorstep of the promised land, but they hadn't yet taken a hold of it, taken possession of it. And Moses popped his clogs. He passed away. And a, and, a, and a younger guy became Moses' successor. His name's Joshua. So Moses led the people faithfully out of Egypt, through the wilderness, but he didn't get to lead them into and take possession of the promised land. That was now, that was, the responsibility was now given to Joshua. So Joshua is this new leader, the new kid on the block, leading this nation, who, by the way, a little bit ticked off at this point, 40 years wandering around the desert, going to have that effect on you. Uh, generations had passed away during that time that never got to experience the promised land. And so it's like, hey, Joshua, here's a great leadership opportunity. Why don't you, you lead the nation now? Oh, and by the way, the first thing I want you to do is lead them into a battle. It's like, well, that just seems cruel. 
Now, we did teach this uh, kind of whole uh, slice of history in a series we called Advance. We did that beginning of the year. You can go back and listen to that on our podcast. But let me drop you into this slide. So this is God saying, Joshua, you're now the leader. I want you to take possession of that land. And, and, and here's some specifics. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get where you're going. Three things real quickly. Number one, this is a great reminder that the battles that God calls us to fight aren't just about holding ground, they're about taking new ground. That God's got more for you. Always be grateful for the battles that that God's already helped you win. And say, God, what's next? More hope, more promise, more opportunity, more revelation, more presence, more power, more healing. And knowing that those things are in front of us also, (laughs) they're not necessarily gonna come gift wrapped. They're sometimes gonna require us to fight for them. So God says to him, make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you. This is, this is the stuff that God had already written down as instructions for his people. Second thing is, you won't be able to carry out God's instructions if you don't first know what God's instructions are. So it's like, uh, maybe, maybe read the Bible. Like, yeah, oh, okay, sure, great. And thirdly, this is another very important thing. God's word, and he declares this, is alive. It's not intended to be read through once and then popped up on the shelf to become the dust collector alongside your Harry Potter collection. It's not meant to be a one and done thing. It's, it's something that continues to speak to us in seasons and situations and in the timeline of our lives. And then God said this, and don't for a minute let this book of Revelation be out of your mind. So take it in. And then carry it with you. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then, meaning like, if you do this, then, here's the promise, the requirement, then the promise, requirement, then if you do this, then you'll get where you're going, then you'll succeed. Uh, We had a board meeting on on Monday evening here, and... uh, End of the board meeting, I'm like, thanks everyone, great, Pre- appreciate your time. I'm going home to play with our new puppy. And one of our board members uh, naively said, oh, you've got a new puppy, tell us more. And I said, uh, listen, be careful what you wish for, sweetheart, because it's almost certain that this puppy is going to make its way into, well, probably several hundred message illustrations. Anyway, here we are six days later, and I introduce you to our new puppy. This is little Rumi. Uh, let me show you this little Rumi. Ah, cute. Uh, the, uh, I know, okay, I need to, uh, first of all, the, the breed is a shi tzu. The T is the beginning of the second word, okay? It's very important you understand that, all right? Take a breath between them, and you'll never... Cause your grandmother's blood pressure to go up uncontrollably. Um, uh, this doggo is, it falls into the broad category of a toy dog, which Nikki, be, 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 be gentle, Nikki doesn't believe 
are dogs. She thinks they're, they're rats and uh, dogs are for dogs much. So anyway, just, that's, it's, it's, hor- it's a horrible thing. Block your ears, Rumi. Uh, now, just to give you context, this bed that she's on, it, 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 the bed's 50 centimeters across. Um, and Rumi takes about 25% of that. So this is one tiny little doggo. But she's cute. Her personal motto is, with great cuteness comes no responsibility. And uh, as you can see, she's living that out right there. And I give her, uh, one of her things in the morning is a little chew. It's kangaroo skin. Sounds uh, weird for a human, but it's a thing. Um, All natural, blah, 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 blah. And I give that to her. It's kind of, they twist it and shape it into a bone. It's like, just sounds like hoax marketing to me. And she gets that thing and she just chews and chews and chews and chews. I'm like, uh, at what point is boredom kicking in? Chews and chews and chews. Then picks it up, goes to another part of the living room, chews and chews, picks it up, goes to another part of chews and chews and chews. This, and some of you guys, you, you know, you have, the, you have dogs, uh, even some of them more than three kilos. Uh, you have dogs, you give them real bones and stuff. I get that. So you've seen this. And this, this action is very much what God was telling Mo, uh, Joshua to do with his word when he said to ponder and meditate on it. Now, Eugene Peterson, who actually led the translation of the Bible into the message version that we're reading today, he wrote this book called Eat This Book, uh, which is all very meta because it's a book, but he doesn't mean eat this book. This is a book about how we can eat the Bible, how we can actually ingest the Bible, how, how we can actually uh, chew on it and digest it and actually have it do the work in us and through us that God ultimately intended. If you're someone that's maybe a veteran of reading the Bible and things are dried up a bit for you, I highly recommend this book to jumpstart things for you. If you're like a newbie, I also highly recommend this book because it'll give you some insights into how to read the Bible the way God actually uh, wrote it or intended it in, in, in culture, in history, and so on and so forth. But really, the reason he called it Eat This Book is he talks about this idea of, of chewing on it as, as ruminating, that we just continued... Through the day, not, oh yeah, good, great, read it, got it. But actually that we take it with us, that that we go through the day chewing on it, ruminating, meditating, thinking about it, bringing it back to our forefront of our memory. Then how do you want me to apply this, God? What's What's the specific here? And really, you know, so sometimes it's not about the amount of the Bible that we read, Right, like you can read some plans that are like the Bible in a year, and I've done that. Uh, but the big idea is not just how much of the Bible you get through; it's how much of the Bible gets through you that's going to make the biggest difference. So even if some days you just read one slice, one verse, one proverb, but take that with you through the day and ruminate on it, chew on it. God, what have you got for me? That's where, that's where the benefits kick in. Now, as, br- as brilliant as I am, okay, good, I expected some people to say, 
awful things. Uh, rather than tell you the benefits that, that are in God's Word from my words, let me tell you the benefits that are in God's Word from God's words, okay? So I'm gonna give you a real quick flyover of just some of the things that God's Word is and does. David, we've just been learning from his life and leadership, wrote, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Direction, focus. His son Solomon wrote, every word of God is flawless. He's a shield to those who take refuge in him. David, again, your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. Recognizing I'm gonna be in a battle, but if I take God's word with me, I have access to a superpower that they don't have access to, wisdom. Wisdom trumps knowledge every single time. Solomon, again, these Proverbs give insight to the simple. I love this, because when you read this, you're like, I know somebody who should be reading God's word. Uh, no, it's not about them, it's about you, about me. I love this, I'm simple. Knowledge and discernment to the young. Writer of Hebrews, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Paul wrote to young leader Timothy, all scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And then God spoke through his spokesperson, a prophet named Isaiah, with these words, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Now I've just double clicked on like six, seven, eight of these things, all right? It's a bit of a flyover. These uh, slide decks every single week that we use here in our live experience are available on our website, just so you know, for free. So if you're like, oh, I'd like, what, what was the third one? The, the, Go to our website, elevatechurch.me, click on media, and it'll happen for you. If you're born in the 90s, you might need to get, 1900s, you might need to get some help, but that's another thing. All right, but they're there. And I'm gonna come through another flyover shortly, and same thing, they'll be on the screens here, and therefore on our website uh, today. But one tool in 2022 that I use and recommend for easily accessing the Bible, there's an app for that. It's called the Bible app. And, and, and okay, let me show you on, on iPhone. I'm sure Google Play has a similar thing. Uh, here we go. So you'll, if you go Bible in your, in your app store thingy, uh, there'll be a few. <laughs> and I don't, I, haven't, I don't know about the others, so I can't recommend them. But the one I use and recommend is this one, which the icon says Holy Bible. Okay, it's got that brownish tan thing. And it's free. Uh, the church that created it and, and, and continued to develop it and add features to it, make it available for free, which is phenomenal. Uh, let me, so get free. Everyone, are you listening? Wake up. What, what, what? It's free. Okay, so what I'm about to tell you, I'm not trying to sell you. It's free. Everything I'm about to say. So here's the, the features and benefits that I personally benefit from, and I know some of you already do as well. First of all, there is a gargantuan number of Bible versions in the Bible app. Okay? And one of the things that I find helpful is, is I read something in a particular version and I'm like, whoa, like the words leaf off the page. Rather than just keep reading, I might just like, I'm just gonna stop there. And I'm gonna read that verse or that proverb in a different version, like right now. 
And you can just switch versions, like, like literally in real time. And, and a different versions just going to bring out a different nuance that will kind of add to what God may be trying to say to you. Okay, so it's just all there in the app. You can highlight it. I know your grandma said you're not meant to write in your Bible, but this is digital, so your grandma will never find it. Uh, you could highlight verses. You can make notes about stuff like in the app that, in the verse that you're reading. And get this, there's audio versions. So you can, like, you can be driving, training, whatever, and actually have the Bible going, um, being read by, I think it's James L. Jones. It has to be James L. Jones. No one else would qualify. Luke, I am your father. Now, another thing that we love is plans. So if you're like, uh, the Bible, I just like, I don't know where to start. Okay, sure, great, no problem. I get that. And so, oh, should I start at Genesis chapter one? Yeah, not necessarily. But they've got plans, and these plans are often around kind of subjects. You don't even need to know. You can just type in the subject, go to the plans, and go, I feel I need to kind of get my hope up. So you go to the plans, you type in hope, and up come like, you know, a bunch of plans. And you choose to read one. They go for a few days, a few more days, whatever. Anxiety, uh, relationships, healing, uh, anger, they're all there. Um, we've been talking, because they launched a couple of months ago, Oh, very clever. Uh, that you can make uh, your church your church. So Elevate Church, hello. You can make Elevate Church your church. And the initial benefit of that is that we are loading a featured plan every Monday that backs on to whatever we've taught on the Sunday. So you just need to scan this QR code. You have to have the Bible app installed. Um, and scan this and then make Elevate Church your church. And you can join in with the rest of us on a Monday and read the plan that, that, you know, just, again, more opportunity to reinforce what God's saying to us as a church. So that's available. Now, if you're like, all sounds like too much to me, Mark. I mean, by the time I'm finished doom scrolling Instagram, who's got time for the Bible? You can just, they've got a feature, it's just the verse of the day, just one verse. And guess what? You can even subscribe to the verse of the day and just have it shoved into you. You don't even have to go trawling for it. You still have to read it, like that's on you. But. And then you can find friends in app as well. So there's a whole bunch of us that are connected in there. And so I actively, most days, go in there and I see someone's read something. I'm like, oh, that's good. Give them a little heart thing in there. Like, great, encouraging. I finished a plan, same thing again. Just brilliant. It's 2022 and this sort of stuff is available. All right, last flyover, final words. God, giving him the final word. And this is a snapshot of what, so I said the big idea of today is if you, if you choose to stand on God's word, you'll stay strong in the battle. Okay, so here's just a few examples of some things that God has written in his word that you and I can take into a battle. And, and when I say take, it, it really is this practice of, okay, first you have to read it and discover it. Then you meditate on it. And then when you come up against that thing, it's there. The, the, the tool's there. The weapon's there. And you can actually, like in faith, God, I thank you and declare God's truth over that situation. Sometimes we spend more time declaring the situation and the peril and the woe is me and the, oh, how could God ever let this happen to me? And God says, 
I did let it happen to you. I didn't necessarily cause it, but yeah, you're in the battle. I'm not going to take you out of it, but I want to lead you through it. But I want you to lead you through it using my word as your weapon. So here's some examples. Again, these are on the slide deck on our website. When your plans are shaky, you can declare what God spoke through the prophet Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You're like, well, I don't know. That's okay. God does. Probably better if you had to choose between you and Him anyway. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Oh, that sounds good. If you're lacking strength, something Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. When you're overwhelmed, Jesus invited us. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will, I might, give you rest. When you're weak, Paul wrote to the church in Corinth and he'd been going through this whole physical battle thing that, that, that was kind of, he, he wanted God to take it away from him. And God spoke to him, Paul, listen, and, and said to him, and these are words for us today, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. If I took it from you, you probably wouldn't have to rely on me as much. So I'm gonna use this to deepen your reliance on me. Oh, okay. When, not if, you've messed up. Paul wrote to the church in Rome, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So don't let guilt and shame become your quicksand that cause you to get stuck. When you aren't sure what to do, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah. His spokesperson said, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like the Fremantle Dockers. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It's probably the first year in about 30 that I've been able to use the Fremantle Dockers in a winning uh, message illustration. But uh, anyway, got to take advantage. Wake up, people. Probably won't last forever. When things have been flipped upside down, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah again. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? What? Hello? What? Whoa. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. All right, I'll take that. When people and circumstances are against you, Paul wrote to the church in Rome, if God is for us, who can be against us? And then the greatest promise of all is something that Jesus himself said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live, and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app.